Hey, everybody. It is Monday, May 8th. You are listening to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Jill Wagner. This is the place where we bring you just the facts. We read all the news so you don't have to. As you can tell, Mosh is off today. He's going to be off all week, actually. He is currently in Ethiopia. He's going to be documenting his trip on the Instagram account at Mosh, M-O-S-H-E-H. He's already done some pretty cool stuff, so definitely check it out. As for the podcast, stick with me for the next few days. I'll be bringing you the news short and sweet. And then later this week, I'm going to have some special guests like Carlo Versano, my co-host for my old podcast, Need to Know. A lot of you have been asking what he's up to, if we're still friends. Yes, we are. Um, And as of now, we are planning to do that for Wednesday or possibly Thursday. So I will let you know officially tomorrow. Um, And then Dana Pollack, she is the CEO and founder of Dana's Bakery. She's going to be joining on Friday, and she's going to be giving us some great tips and tricks for our cheers to the freaking weekend section, where we look at what we are watching, reading, and most importantly, eating. It should be a ton of fun. Uh, On that note, I hope everyone had a really nice weekend here in the Northeast, in New York anyway. The weather was a 10. It was gorgeous. Uh, So I hope everyone was outside, at least for part of the weekend, enjoying it. Of course, some tough news out there. So let's get to it. Starting with a mass shooting in Texas, a gunman opened fire on shoppers at an outdoor mall near Dallas. What we know about the shooter, this story hitting home with a lot of people in the Mo News community who live nearby. Also in Texas, seven killed when a car ran a light and plowed into a group of people waiting outside a shelter that was housing migrants. The coronation of King Charles, the pomp, the circumstance, the fashion. But as always, the grandkids stole the show. And was it considered a snub that President Biden didn't attend? In media news, Tucker Carlson is, quote, getting ready to torch Fox. We've got the details. Plus, a look ahead at what we're watching this week. Notably on Tuesday, debt ceiling negotiations are scheduled for the president and Republicans. But could President Biden invoke the Constitution and go it alone when it comes to paying off our debt? Then Thursday, Title 42 expires and immigration officials expect a surge of migrants on the southern border. Plus, we've got a date for Taylor Swift's next album. What to expect as she continues to re-record her old stuff. And on this day in history, including a pick from Mosh, I think he sent it as he was flying over Africa, but it is a good one. Okay, we are unfortunately starting this podcast today, as we too often do, with another mass shooting in America, this time at a crowded outdoor shopping mall in Texas, about 25 miles north of Dallas. The gunman killed eight people and injured at least seven others. Officials say a police officer was at the mall on an unrelated assignment at the time of the shooting. He heard the gunfire, rushed toward it, and shot and killed the gunman. The hospital where many of the victims were taken says that they ranged in age from 5 to 61. At this point, though, uh, on Sunday night, as of this recording, that's about all we know about the victims. We do know three people are still in critical condition, but we don't have names or genders of the people who were killed. Late Sunday, law enforcement confirmed, though, that the gunman is 33-year-old Mauricio Garcia. Officials say that he was wearing a tactical vest and was armed with an AR-15-style rifle and a handgun. More weapons and ammunition were found in his car. Video shows him getting out of a car and immediately starting to shoot 
One witness telling a local Texas TV station, WFAA, that he himself was at the mall shopping with his mom. He says he heard what sounded like 10 pops and dismissed it as construction work until he heard another 10 to 15 pops. And that is when he looked outside the front of the store and saw a guy dressed in all black wearing a vest and, quote, shooting at people with an assault rifle. Someone else who was at the mall, the assistant manager at the Tommy Hilfiger clothing store, told the Associated Press that she was at the back of the store when she saw two young girls trying to hide in a dressing room. At first, she thought that they were just joking around or playing, but then she heard one of them saying that shots were being fired. Now, this all started at around 3.30 p.m. on Saturday at the Allen Premium Outlet. So we're talking about the middle of the afternoon at an outdoor shopping mall with about 120 stores filled with people. We heard from several of you in our Mo News community. One person wrote in saying, quote, I was there this morning shopping with my daughter, gone before all this went down, but so awful. Another person from Allen, Texas wrote in saying, quote, grew up shopping here every Sunday. My brother was there yesterday. It is such a populated area, bringing in families from all over the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's where you go for summer vacation and back to school shopping. I am so heartbroken for those whose lives are forever affected. There's some video on social media that shows people running for their lives through the parking lot some trying to find shelter. With gunshots being heard in the background, a lot of people hid in the back of stores. There's some aerial footage from the scene that shows shoppers being evacuated with their arms above their head. Police believe that the gunman acted alone. Uh, Here's what we know about Garcia so far. Law enforcement officials say that he interacted with neo-Nazi and white supremacist content online and that he posted that type of content himself. According to the Washington Post, officials are also investigating any possible ties between the suspect and radical beliefs after he was found wearing a patch on his chest that suggested white supremacist or neo-Nazi leanings. CBS News reports that he had been living at a motel and did not have a serious criminal record. He was reportedly working as a security guard. It is not clear at this time where. He also reportedly had some type of firearms training back in 2015, Saturday's attack is the second deadliest shooting of the year. According to the Gun Violence Archive, so far in 2023, there have been 199 mass shootings, and that is defined as a shooting of at least four people. As for the reaction, President Biden in a statement saying such an attack is too shocking to be so familiar. He is calling for action. He wants Congress to send him a bill banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines enacting universal background checks and requiring safe storage, ending immunity for gun manufacturers. He says, quote, too many families have empty chairs at their dinner tables. Republican members of Congress cannot continue to meet this epidemic with a shrug. Tweeted thoughts and prayers are not enough. On the issue of thoughts and prayers, Republican Congressman Keith Self, who represents Allen, Texas, where the shooting happened, he did an interview with CNN and had this to say, which is getting a lot of attention. Take a listen. Now, you know, Congressman, that is a common refrain after these incidents, after mass shootings. But many people argue that prayers aren't cutting it. Prayers are not preventing the next mass shooting. What is your response to that criticism? Well, those are people that don't believe in uh, an almighty God who who has who is absolutely in control of our lives. I'm a Christian. I believe that he is. We have people, though, with mental health that we're not taking care of. Since this nation made the decision that we were going to close the mental health institutions, uh, many of these situations are based on that. 
Uh, and the people that say, and, and I really, I would like to stay away from the politics today because I want to focus on the victims. Again, as of this recording Sunday night, we don't have many details about the victims. Meanwhile, Texas State Senator Roland Gutierrez, who is a Democrat whose district includes Uvalde, which is home to another mass shooting at an elementary school, he tweeted, quote, there is a special place in hell for people who watch all this happen and choose to do nothing. Texas has some of the country's most permissive gun laws. According to the New York Times, many authorities in Texas say they've seen an increase in spur-of-the-moment gunfire since September of 2021, when the state began to allow most adults to carry a handgun without a license. Of course, this time around, still so many questions and things that we don't know, including a motive. Also in Texas, in Brownsville, which is on the southern tip of Texas, just across the Rio Grande River, At least seven people were killed and nearly a dozen injured on Sunday after the driver of a vehicle, a Range Rover, ran a red light and plowed into a crowd. It was just outside of a homeless shelter that had been housing migrants in that Texas border town. The driver was charged with reckless driving and has been detained. Police are still waiting for the results of a toxicology report. The judge overseeing the case says it's not clear if this driver lost control of the vehicle or if he was intentionally running over this group. Brownsville police say several migrants were among the dead. Border Patrol is working to confirm the identities of the victims. Police say the driver at this point only identified as a Hispanic man is being, quote, uncooperative. He reportedly gave authorities numerous different names for himself and police actually had to fingerprint him to find out who he actually is. All right, we have plenty more news, but now a quick word from our sponsor, Athletic Greens. I've been using their AG1 supplement in the mornings, the Athletic Greens AG1 powder. It's just one scoop with a glass of water in the morning, easy, quick, and lets you get on with your day. Knowing that you have gotten over 75 important ingredients, including tons of vitamins and minerals, it also has pre and probiotics to support digestion and gut health. With your first purchase of AG1, Athletic Greens is giving Mo News listeners a free one-year supply of their vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. Visit athleticgreens.com slash monews to take advantage of the offer. You can get a discounted monthly subscription or try it one time for just a month. Again, athleticgreens.com slash monews, M-O-N-E-W-S, for this special deal and really start to take ownership of your health. Time now for the speed read. Let's start with the coronation of King Charles from the Washington Post. The long-awaited day was medieval, modern, and momentous. After the longest wait ever, King Charles III finally sat on his coronation chair above the Stone of Destiny while a heavy golden crown was fitted upon his head at Westminster Abbey. It was a globally broadcast spectacle that combined the medieval and modern that paid homage to ancient rites as it's thought to be inclusive and diverse and somehow rich with pageantry and slimmed down at the same time. A planned fly pass by 60 aircraft had to be scaled way back because of unsuitable weather conditions. Inside Westminster Abbey, the scene of every coronation since 1066, the new king vowed that he came to, quote, serve, not to be served. The coronation this time around designed to be a whole lot more inclusive. You had representatives from the Jewish, Sunni and Shiite, Muslim, Sikh, Buddhist, Hindu, and Zoroastrian communities there to honor him. For his part, Prince Harry largely stayed on the sidelines. He was a guest seated in the third row. 
His wife, Megan, remained in California. Soon after the service, the tabloids reported that he was headed back to California, too, seemingly without any type of resolution of this ongoing feud that he has with his father and uh, perhaps his brother as well. As for his brother, Prince William, the heir, well, he played a very prominent role. Meanwhile, Queen Camilla was also anointed and crowned, but that part of the service took only a few minutes and looked rushed an add-on, some have commented. As usual, it was the royal kids who stole the show. Prince George is nine. He himself is a future king. He served as one of King Charles's pages of honor. Princess Charlotte, who is eight, wore an Alexander McQueen dress like her mom, Kate. Five-year-old Prince Louis got the most laughs on social media anyway. At one point, he was looking around, waving and yawning. Totally relatable. Representing the United States was First Lady Jill Biden and her granddaughter, Finnegan Biden. She is the 23-year-old daughter of Hunter Biden and his ex-wife, one of Jill and the president's seven grandchildren. According to the BBC, President Biden was invited to the event, but RSVP'd no. However, this is not considered to be a snub. It is apparently a longstanding tradition that U.S. presidents do not attend British coronations, despite the close relationship between the two countries. Now to some media news from Axios. Tucker Carlson is preparing to unleash allies to attack Fox News in an effort to bully the network into letting him work for or start a right-wing rival. Sources close to him tell Axios. Brian Friedman, the high-powered Hollywood lawyer that Carlson retained for the contract dispute, says the idea that anyone is going to silence Tucker and prevent him from speaking to his audience is beyond preposterous. So why this matters is because Tucker versus Fox could reshape the conservative news world. Fox has seen ratings plunge in Carlson's slot since he was let go just 13 days ago, and they want to sideline him by paying him $20 million a year not to work. But meanwhile, Carlson, according to Axios, busy plotting a media empire of his own. However, he's going to need Fox to let him out of his contract, which expires in January of 2025. And if you're doing the math, that is after the presidential election. We're told Carlson has been contacted by other outlets like the right wing Rumble and Newsmax that are offering to pay him even more than his Fox contract. Axios also learned that Carlson and Elon Musk had a conversation about working together, but did not discuss specifics. Carlson confidants say he is also contemplating building a direct to consumer media outlet where his millions of fans could pay to watch him. Some music news from the Tennessean. After weeks of well-placed clues and TikTok-fueled speculation, Taylor Swift fans now know which album comes next in her expansive Taylor's Version project. It will be Speak Now, which debuts on July 7th. Now, because of a songwriting ownership battle with her previous label, Big Machine, Swift started to release re-recorded versions of her first six albums. They are called Taylor's Version. The albums typically debut, though, with a handful of previously unreleased songs and collaborations, like that 10-minute version of fan favorite All Too Well. Speak Now, Taylor's Version will include six songs from her unreleased vault. That album initially came out back in 2010. She says the songs that came out from this time in my life were marked by their brutal honesty, unfiltered diaristic confessions, and wild wistfulness. I love this album because it tells a tale of growing up, flailing, flying, and crashing, and living to speak about it. I also wanted to try something new for a Monday. 
doing a quick look at the week ahead. This list was compiled by CNN, some of the stuff that we're watching. On Monday, amid renewed scrutiny of the banking industry, the Fed will be releasing a key survey of lending activity in the first quarter. It's essentially a snapshot of both the demand from businesses and households when it comes to loans. On Tuesday, President Biden will be meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and other congressional leaders about raising the debt ceiling. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the U.S. could default on its debt as early as June 1st if Congress does not raise or suspend the debt limit before then. Yellen on Sunday was on ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos. He asked her if the president could bypass Congress by citing the Constitution's 14th Amendment that the validity of the U.S. debt quote, shall not be questioned. Here's a little bit of that exchange. He said on Friday night that he's not ready to invoke the 14th Amendment. Of course, the 14th Amendment says that full faith and credit of the United States should not be questioned. And the implications of that would be if he invoked it is the United States would just continue to issue debt saying it's unconstitutional not to. Now, the president said he's not ready to do that, but it didn't seem like he took it off the table. So is it still a possibility? Look, you know, our priority is is to make sure that Congress does its job. There is no way to protect um, our financial system and our economy other than Congress doing its job and raising the debt ceiling and enabling us to pay our bills. And we should not get to the point where we need to consider whether the president can go on uh, issuing debt. This would be a constitutional crisis. A lot of people have noted that she didn't really rule it out. So you're saying there's a chance. Um, And moving on here on Wednesday, we're going to get the latest monthly reading on inflation with the Consumer Price Index for April. And Thursday, May 11th, a really big day. That's when the COVID-19 national and public health emergencies end in the United States. That means many Americans are going to have to start paying for COVID-19 testing and treatment. And with that, Title 42 is set to expire. That is the Trump-era policy that allowed the government to quickly turn away certain migrants at the border during the COVID-19 pandemic. Immigration officials say they've already seen an increase in migrants and expect a surge once that policy expires. And then Friday's International Nurses Day and also the birthday of Florence Nightingale, who is considered the founder of modern nursing. Which leads us perfectly to on this day, May 8th, 1945, marked the end of World War II in Europe. It's known as Victory in Europe Day or VE Day. Celebrations erupted around the world. Uh, At that point, the war had been raging for almost five years when U.S. and Allied forces landed on the beaches of Normandy, France on June 6th, 1944. The invasion signaled the beginning of the end for Adolf Hitler and Nazi Germany. In less than a year, Germany would surrender and Hitler would be dead. But in his speech to the nation on VE Day, President Harry Truman cautioned that allies must work to finish the war by defeating the Japanese in the Pacific. On this day in 1980, the World Health Organization officially declared that smallpox had been eradicated. It followed a global vaccination program. For centuries, smallpox was one of the world's most dreaded plagues. Also on this day, the Beatles released their final album in the UK, Let It Be. It was about a month after Paul McCartney announced that he had left the Beatles, essentially meaning that the band had broken up. And this is the one for Moshe himself. Yep, he sent this to me from somewhere, I think, flying over Africa. Take a listen. 
Okay, recognize that tune on this day. Well, technically, this was over the weekend on May 7th, 1977. The song Hotel California by the Eagles hits number one. You could check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. I think we've all felt that way at some point, right? Okay, it is time to leave now, or at least to say goodbye. We want to thank you for listening to the Mo News Podcast. Follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Review us in the App Store so we can continue to grow. Call us at 1-800-711-MOSH, M-O-S-H. Tell us what's on your mind, any questions that you might have. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mosh, M-O-S-H-E-H. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Mo News Podcast.